0: Welcome to Unscripted with Pastor Nate Morris. Here, each week we engage in candid conversations with Nate, focusing in on some of the subjects brought up in the Sunday morning teaching shared at Mountain Life Calvary Chapel. Have you ever received a gift you weren't excited about getting, but then later on you realized this gift was just what you needed? In this episode of Unscripted, we discuss the reality and purpose of spiritual gifts gifts given to us by god through his holy spirit sometimes we may not appreciate these gifts in the moment they're given but later we realize how important they are let's join the discussion now hey everybody welcome to unscripted this week uh pastor nate is out today so uh i have pastor evan with me and and we're just gonna have some time just kind of discussing uh, Pastor Nate's teaching from yesterday, or it was two days ago. I guess yesterday was Memorial Day, so. Correct. Yeah, and uh, we're not going to critique his teaching or anything like that. We're just going to talk about it and discuss some of the things in it. You know, he was talking about, he's been uh, getting into spiritual gifting in Ephesians chapter 4. And I think uh, next week he's going to get into a little bit more specific about the gifts, it sounds like. Um, but it got me thinking about gifts and things like that. Have you ever received a gift that you didn't like? Yes. <laughs> what was it? Did you ever re-gift? Are you a re-gifter? Only, Have you ever done that?
1: Only like white elephant gifts, like true white elephant gifts uh-huh. I like. Regifted as a white elephant. What was your gift? best regifting? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. Um But yeah, I don't know. I think.
0: Did you ever like growing up? Did you get like, uh, yeah, we, a Christmas presents from your grandma that were like,
1: yeah, I was like socks. I was or no, I was like twelve, and we got like aftershave and like <laughs> and like like cologne, and I was and I'm like. <laughs> I'm 12. I don't even know what this. I can't even shave yet. Um, You're and like, so,
0: get out there yeah. and get yourself a wife, Evan. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: I, I found one eventually.
0: Or well, praise God, you started to to stink a little bit. So probably we got you some,
1: probably. Alone. I don't know. Yeah, it was always kind of weird, like that. That's what uh. we got. Um, and maybe I was older than 12. I just feel like I remember getting this stuff, and I was like, I don't even, I don't, I don't even know what to, to, do to do with this. With this. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> But honestly, you know, like kids whine about socks, like getting socks, uh-huh. and I want socks for Christmas now. You like it. I just like socks, like ex- fresh socks, brand new socks. Yeah. I mean, putting on fresh socks. Yeah. Like not just Have like- you ever la- tried washing? Not just laundry. Washing your not, socks. Not just laundering socks, <laughs> not just doing laundry, but like buying brand new socks and the first time you wear brand new socks.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's a great feeling. Yeah, like all cushy. Yeah. Stuff, you're just right?
1: like, oh man, this is oh. amazing. It's,
0: so it's awesome. Um, yeah. The, you know, the, uh, it's funny that you think about some of those gifts that are like more practical than they are fun. Yeah. And at first you're like, Oh, thanks. And then later on, you're like, man, I probably use this a lot more than that. than I use the fun gift that yeah. I, that I yeah. was really excited to get.
1: I actually, uh I actually found one of those recently. It was a, uh, it's a, it's a snowflake shaped, um, like hex tool Ooh. and so like every point of oh, the, yeah, every point of the snowflakes yeah. is a different hex key size or something like that yeah and i was like man i'm never gonna use this and then now i keep it in my truck because i use it all, all the time, time. <laughs> so uh, it's just interesting yeah those things you yeah you, know, you get you're like oh this is kind of useless but yeah all of a sudden you're like now i can't live without it
0: did you ever uh have you ever had the experience where you gave somebody a gift? that you felt like they didn't appreciate? I uh, don't that I can think of. Yeah. Did I give you something? Yeah. this is why I wanted to bring this up. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, actually you gave us a raft that somebody gave to you. It's true. You yeah. re gifted that. Yeah. To someone us. gave
1: it to us and I was like, yeah, we might use it. And then it just sat in my garage for a long time. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? And if you're, if you're the person, if you're listening and you're the person <laughs> that gave me the raft, thank you. Pastor Paul now has it. I
0: love it. Yeah. No, we've used it a couple of times that really enjoy it. Watching everybody go down the river by our house too lately. I'm like, man, we need to blow up that raft and just get out there and see where it takes us. Just be careful. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. It's high right now. Yeah. So I was just thinking about that, how that relates to the spiritual gifting. You know, God gives us gifts and it's kind of interesting to think about just what we were just talking about. You know, sometimes... I wonder if we don't appreciate the gifts that he gives us in the moment that he gives yeah. them to us, you know. But then later on, we're like, oh, man, I'm, I'm really glad he, he gave me that gift. And, and so we're talking about spiritual gifting and and how the Holy Spirit moves and acts and works through people. And Pastor Nate brought up about how in the church there there can be a hesitancy about this subject because of things that people have seen or witnessed in the past, uh, that has been, I'll say blamed on the Holy Spirit, but mm-hmm. it wasn't actually the Holy Spirit. It was actually their flesh. Have you ever experienced anything like that? Have you ever had a bad experience, uh, where people were saying, this is the Holy Spirit and, you, and you're like, uh, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Actually in college, I, uh, I went to, I don't even know the denomination, um, And I loved the church and I think they were great people and God used it in my life, but they were really Pentecostal Mm -hmm. and like, I didn't know, like I was going to college, I went with friends and it was great. It was amazing. Growing up, I went to a church that was pretty traditional. You know, we sang hymns every Sunday, not that there's anything wrong with that. I actually loved the hymns. Mm Um, but it was it was on the cusp of like, do we continue to sing hymns or do we sing contemporary worship? Hers. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> um, or do we sing contemporary worship songs with guitars and Ooh. drums and bass guitars and all that kind of stuff? And so, um, just kind of like branching out of that. Um, and so, when I went to college, it was like, man, I'm going to all these churches in this bigger city that I'm from a town of 865 people you know, in the <laughs> middle of Wisconsin, like farm country. Um, and so, like the churches that I went to visit were very different in mm-hmm. my growing up. And the church I went to throughout my college, um, years was more on the Pentecostal side. And like, I experienced some things there that I was like, man, this is like, there's some weird stuff mm-hmm. going on here. And, um, yeah, just really, really interesting. Like, there was a healing service in the middle of our church service one Sunday, and I was just like, I'd never been a part of anything like that, Ooh. and so I just kind of, like, sat there, like, eyes wide open, yeah. like, what yeah. is happening? Yeah. Like, and they had this guy come up on the, the thing and was just, like, calling out all this stuff. There's someone here with back problems for years, like, oh, stand yeah. up the out of your thing. chair, yeah. and like, someone stood up in the back, and I was just like, I don't even know what to think. Like, I believe God can do that. Right. But did that guy actually get up But did he have back problems? Like, I don't know. I don't yeah. know him. Do people around him know him? And it was, there was this moment of just like, man, I really don't know what's going mm. on here. And so it was just, it was an interesting, um, experience for
0: sure. Yeah. And so. I think that like, I think Pastor Nate talked about this a little bit, um, that sometimes when it's surrounded by all this hype it makes us really questioning and doubting, like, is this really the Holy Spirit or is this people just trying to get all hyped up and trying to get glory to themselves sometimes? uh, That makes us question some of that stuff that um, is definitely stuff that we believe, right? I mean, we believe that there's still healing uh, going on today. We believe in tongues. We believe in all of these different things. But sometimes I think it's that, that hype that surrounds it or... The way that the person portrays it, you know, like, you know, getting up on stage and, oh, I've got, you know, and all of this drama that surrounds it that makes us go, is this real or is this something make-believe?
1: And you look at all the miracles and the healings done in the Bible, right? And that was never like, Jesus was never like, oh, like, I feel like you've got something going on in your life. <laughs> he gets a sudden like, accent. It says all that he knew that they struggled with these things, yeah, like, yeah. and that he healed them, but he never was like, mm-hmm. somebody here has
0: mm-hmm.
1: this or has been blind from birth mm-hmm. or, you know, who touched me? This woman who's been bleeding for 12 years. Where are you? You know, kind of yeah. like calls people out. He went and found her,
0: yeah. but it
1: was never like this, like, dramatized you know there's someone in this room even peter and john mm-hmm. they walk past the guy at the gate beautiful silver and gold have i none but what i give you mm-hmm. in the name of the lord jesus get up and walk and he got up and walked yeah. you know and i feel like there's this humility about the people right. who have done the miracles and have done the works of the spirit in those ways yeah. and it was always this like glory to God moment, you mm-hmm. know, like for the glory of God. Yeah, even Paul, like when they cast the demon out of that that young lady in um, Ephesus. Sure. Uh, I don't know. Somewhere in Acts, they cast the demon out of out of this girl, and the guys got mad, or like they started to praise Paul and Barnabas, like, "Oh, they're gods. They've come to live among us." Yeah. They're like, "No, no. Like, it's yeah. not like, about." They
0: always tried to put it down. They're they yeah. like,
1: "No, it's it's to God." And then they were like, "We're gonna kill you," <laughs> you yeah. know, like, and it flipped so fast on them. Yeah. Uh, it was just, yeah, you just every time you look at healings and that kind of stuff, or those kinds of big things, mm-hmm. like in the Bible, it was never like preluded by this huge pomp and circumstance stuff. Yeah. You see
0: with Jesus, even like sometimes he would heal somebody and they were like, I don't even know who he was. I don't know who the guy was that healed me, you know, and then he would come and find him later and talk to him, you know, one-on-one. Sometimes he would take people away from the crowd, you know, take them around the corner and, and heal them that way and stuff. So yeah, you see that. I, I had an experience when I was in Peru, uh, one time, we we're doing this mission work stuff and we were at this crusade and, and this guy came over, uh, these people came over and asked that they could pray for me. And I said, sure. And, uh, they started praying for me and then like in words that I could understand. And then they started praying in tongues. And I was just like, I felt like the spirit left the circle. Like uh. I felt like, you know, it was, it was really cool and powerful, but then they started praying in tongues over me and I couldn't understand what they were saying, you know, and it was just kind of like, okay. And then the, the leader of the whole crusade guy, he came over and he started pushing me <laughs> and I knew what it was. He, he wanted, because they were, it had been going on there that they, you know, people were falling down called, often called slain in the spirit. And, uh, he was pushing me, pushing me, pushing me. And then he started like throwing water on me and stuff like that. And everybody was like pushing me and stuff. And I got scared because we were up in the Andes mountains up in, I don't know where Peru and stuff. And I did something that I'm ashamed of, but I fell down because I knew that was the only way they were going to leave me alone. And I did, I fell down. They left me alone. I got up and I was so upset, man. I was so mad. And what's crazy is earlier on in that trip, I had an experience uh, where we were in a worship service and uh, I felt like I, I received a vision from the Lord and I was just overcome so much so that I couldn't stand up <laughs> but that was like nobody was doing anything yeah, none you of this know. Outside influence, yeah, yeah and nobody was getting glory for it it was just something that I felt like the spirit just really came upon me and it was so powerful that I couldn't even stand up and And so, yeah, it it does – those things, I think, can make us kind of hesitant to think, like, is this – you know, is the Spirit moving today? And it was really confusing for me coming out of the church body that I had grown up in that really didn't – you know, the the only time you heard Holy Spirit was when you said Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, (laughs) you know, and there wasn't much focus on that. And so, it was really a, a searching time for me trying to figure out what is the truth about the Holy Spirit and how He moves and and works and stuff and and so you know Pastor Nate's talking about this in Ephesians four and he's talking about how God gives us these individual spiritual gifts but the the point of it here uh, in in the section that we're looking at is these individual gifts that we're given by the Holy Spirit are for the benefit of the community, of, of the church community that we're a part of. And, and when everybody is moving in those gifts that they're given, then we experience what Paul calls uh, in those verses there, the fullness of Christ. Really the, the fullness of what God desires us to be as a church. And so he's saying there's, there's a, in those verses, he, he says that there's a maturing process that takes place, um, what, it, how do you, th- what is that, that, what is the maturing process in our faith life? Like what, cause like you, you believe in Jesus, you get saved and stuff. And it's like, okay, cool. Now I'm going to go to heaven, but what's, what's the maturing process that he's, you know, Paul's really getting in on here in Ephesians four that he feels like is very important for us.
1: I think it's to use those gifts that we've been given for the, for the benefit of, for the benefit of the church and other believers, right? Like we've gone through chapters one through three, and that was all about what God has done for us. Right. Mm -hmm. And like how he's done everything and how he's um, given us all of these things. And then now this is how we're to live. And so it's like, it's the realization of man, what has God done in your life, and what does He want to do through you, right? And I think mm-hmm. Pastor Nate has put it really well in uh, past messages where he's like, man, if God's if if God's whole thing was just to save you, and you, and take you to heaven, mm-hmm. like then then He would take you to heaven, but you're still here, and He has a purpose for you here, and His purpose is to have you be a part of the redemption process of, of people. Right. And so it's like, and that's what the gifts are for. Like, like he was like, Pastor Nate pointed out, um, like, why do we have, like what are the purposes of spiritual gifts to edify believers, to reach the lost Mm -hmm. and to bring glory to God. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, even Paul talks about that in his, In his letter to the Corinthians, it's like, so that when outsiders come in and they view what's going on inside here, it's like, so they'll like question and be like, man, what is going on here? And it's like, it's to draw the lost in to build up the church and give glory to God. Right. And I think that's, that's the maturing process is like, again, it's, it's realizing that like, it's not about you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Like your whole relationship with Christ isn't, it's a personal relationship with him, but it, but it's not about you. It's about what God and what Christ have done for every single human on earth. Right. Because the greatest, greatest commandments are to love the Lord, your God with all your heart, soul, Mm -hmm. mind, and strength. And the second is like it to love your neighbor as yourself.
0: Hmm
1: and so the gospel is always outward focused it's never an inward focus right it is it's it's inward in the sense that like there's been this work that's been done in me and it's changing me from the inside out but what's changing inside of me is the fact that i don't i don't live for myself anymore i've been bought at a price and so now i live to glorify god and by bringing glory to god i'm going to live a life that is so contrary to what's going on in the world and what the world says is life and brings life that it causes other people to look at me and be like, what is different about you? What is different about your your life and why you're living it? Mm -hmm. And so I think there's that maturing process of just slowly... Right, it's a slow process of yeah, just of yeah. just learning. And it's like, man, it's not about me. It's about what God has done in me, and then to to share that with other people. Yeah. Does that answer the question?
0: Yeah, I think you know that that's the you know part of the maturing process is that is discovering that I, I'm here to give my life away. You know, and and that does take maturity. It doesn't happen just right away. You know, whereas as we grow and learn and stuff. But but I love in these these verses in Ephesians four. He was really focusing thirteen through sixteen, but really kind of eleven through sixteen is was. Is it? But it, it talks about some of the the benefits of a body of people, a church, uh, a group of people who are knit. Together, he says there, joined and knit together by what every joint supplies. And it you know, some of the benefits of that are to no longer be tossed to and fro. And you think yeah. about life and in the world that we're living in today, man, that is like the waves of and it's talking about the it says the every wind of doctrine. Uh, and I think a lot of times when we think of doctrine, we think like theology, like doctrine about God. But that all that word means is teaching. And so there are winds of teaching. There are so many things that are blowing through our world today that are just tossing people back and forth to and fro. And when we come together as a church and seek out what our gifts are— and seek to use those gifts in the community of the church, not just keeping to ourselves, but saying, okay, I want to be a part of this. And when everybody's doing that, then we get these benefits of uh, security and and feeling solid and, and taken care of and, and loved and, and all of those things. And we, we don't experience so many of the negative things that we experience in our life are, are um, taken care of through the community of Christ if (laughs) people are discovering their gifts and implementing their gifts within that community. And I I was thinking this last week after, or last week, last day, um, (laughs) after the teaching about how, I don't know if you've heard of the 80-20 principle in churches and how like 20% of the people do 80% of the work in a church. That there's, there's 20% of the people who call that church home are doing 80% of the work. And you think about that, if that's true, um, then we are missing 80% of what our body has to offer. Yeah. We're only getting 20% of it. And you just think about that. Man, what if 100%—and that's what he's describing here in Ephesians 4—100%— of the people in the church community are moving in their gifting and using their gifting to bless each other.
1: Yeah. Man. And I think that that's what was happening in Acts, right? Yeah. Like yeah. you see you see the church on fire for God and you see, you know, people I mean 242, Acts 242 mm. blows my mind. It's right. like daily the Lord was adding to their number, yeah. you know, like they weren't adding to it the lord was adding to it and so it's just like this idea and why was the lord adding to it because he was the center of everything that they did like they gathered in homes they went to the temple to pray they mm-hmm. they were out Shared and about everything. sharing and yeah. even just reading thessalonians and you hear you hear paul's words to the church in in thessalonica um at the beginning of first thessalonians he's talking about um says in verse 8 of 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, and it says, The Lord's message rang out from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia. Your faith in God has become known everywhere. And it's like, therefore, we do not need to say anything about it, for they themselves report what kind of reception you gave us. They tell how you turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath. It's like they didn't have to tell Paul, hey, here's all the things we're doing. He heard it from other people. He heard it from other people areas about like the church that was like, what was going on in Thessalonica went viral, (laughs) you know, like, and he heard about it from them. He's like, we don't need you to tell us these people are already telling (sighs) us what's going on. And it's like, wow, like to be, to be a part of a work of God like that, where it's just Mm. flowing like that. But again, that takes us having a heart to Mm -hmm. just, that's focused on the Lord. Yeah. That no matter where we're going, what we're doing, our lives are exemplifying the life of Christ, yeah. right? And it's like, it's being used by the spirit. It's being, it's a, it's that abiding life that, that John talks about in his letters. And so I mm. just think like, that's an amazing thing. And it's just like, you see it, you see what it looks like and you're like, man, I want to be a part of that. Yeah. And I've been a part of like small moments like that where it's yeah. like, oh man, the Lord is doing something really yeah. Cool here. And you're you're kind of riding that wave and then and then life happens and you're just like (laughs) you catch a different wave and you're like, oh, this one's not as great.
0: (laughs) So it's yeah, and it's interesting because it's like when that's happening, you're not having to guilt people into doing things or being a part of things or attending things or anything like that. It's just like everybody wants to, and that's what like they met together daily. It's not because they had to, you no. know, it's because, well, they were being persecuted, you know, and so that a lot of times helps you want to get together with other Christians if, yeah. you know, you're all being persecuted, but I think they just enjoyed it, man. It, it talks about the joy and the love that was involved in, the, in those early days and in our culture today, and, you know, I'm going to be a conspiracy theorist here for a second um, I believe the conspiracy is that Satan wants to destroy us. That's the big conspiracy, I don't and think I think that's a
1: conspiracy. <laughs> that's truth. John ten ten. <laughs> it's
0: it's his, He's conspiring to destroy us. That um, it, you know, things are set up in our world to to really want us to to make us want to be individuals. Yeah, you know, and individualistic, and and you see it all over the place. But I mean, it's just like. You know, you do you, you be yourself, you know, be different than everybody else and everything like that. And there's all this pull and tug and, and to say, you know, I want to isolate myself. And in Proverbs 18, one, it says a person who isolates himself rages against all wise judgment. They seek their own desire and they rage against all wise judgment. And it's foolish for us to want to isolate ourselves. Yet I can tell you, I have that desire. You oh, yeah. know, I have that desire at many times in life where but there's there's something that when you don't and you do the work to be part of a community and then discover your gifting and use your gifting in that community man it's exciting and it's fun and there's joy and there's love and and all of those things so that uh you know it's a verse that I thought, went well with this it was, uh, the verses out of Philippians three, where, where, uh, Paul talks about how we have not arrived, yeah. you know, uh, I'm, I'm pressing on, there's more, uh, do you, do you see that that is an issue sometimes for us regarding spiritual gifts and spiritual gifting and stuff? Do you ever, do you feel like we as, uh, as Christians, a lot of times we can feel like, well, okay, I'm, I'm in (laughs) there, you know, like, or even as a church to feel like we're there, uh, we're good. And, um, not pressing in to discover like more about like, what is God gifting me in? And what is he calling me to do? Do Do you feel like we just like get in a zone where we're like, I'm good.
1: I think there can be. I thought you were going to go a totally different way. Um, (laughs) I I thought you were going to be like, man, not that I've already attained it. It's like, man, I'm not good enough. Like, I haven't attained this level of Christianity yet, which means I don't have ability to do things. Mm. Like, I'm not wise enough. Like, like, I'm still pressing on. I'm still striving for that Mm. and, like, totally taking it in a different context as opposed to, like, not that Paul's not talking about that, like, man, I haven't reached a certain level. He's like, man, Mm -hmm. I'm saying – he he hasn't reached perfection yet but that's what he's striving for but he's not letting that hold him back from being present in the here and now and doing what god has called him to do mm-hmm. i think i think that's more of a danger than like man i've 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 arrived you know like mm-hmm. i've i've come into this place of like maturity or this place of like man i'm good with god and doing all this stuff as mm-hmm. opposed to um, like, man, I'm not there yet. I'm not on that level yet. And so because I'm not on this level, God can't use me. I don't have I spiritual see, gifts. Yeah, yeah. I don't I'm not, good I'm not worthy enough yeah, to be yeah. used by God. And yeah. I think it can be it can be flipped that way really quickly because I've done that. I've been like, Man, I haven't attained that yet. Like I'm still I'm striving for that. Oh, like boy. that's what I want in my life. Mm-hmm. But I let that hold me back from the present and what God wants to do in me right now. Yeah, And so I think, I think that's a great verse. Like we should, we should always be striving and not that we have attained or we've reached that spot yet. Or it's like, man, I've, I've arrived. Mm-hmm. Um, but to, to truly follow that in that humility of, of the sense of like, I haven't arrived, but mm-hmm. just because I haven't, Arrived doesn't mean I, I can't be used right now by yeah. God. Oh God! And that yeah, and that was yeah. Paul's that was Paul's heart. Like, man, yeah. I haven't attained that yet, but I keep pushing on to yeah. that. So,
0: yeah. I love the heart of the guy, uh, the man possessed by the legion of demons, and how when he was delivered by Jesus from those demons, and he's like, "I want to go with you." I go with you, <laughs> and Jesus said, "No, I, why don't you stay here?" and and spread the the word you know and and let every and glorify god by letting everybody who's seen you so messed up see you in your right mind healed you know and but i just love that heart of like he just wanted to be with jesus and he just wanted to be involved in the ministry that was taking place and and jesus like you got a ministry your ministry's here yeah um but I, I just feel like sometimes that there is you know, we can just kinda get to a place where we're like, you know, I'm a Christian, I do my daily devotions and I pray and and so I'm good. Yeah. You know, and I go to church on Sundays most of the time and and that's my part and and I, I feel like sometimes we just need to get motivated to say, No, there's more. And there's there's more that I need to be about in order to help our community be the fullness of what God wants it to be. And so it's not just about me. Am I good? Am I walking with the Lord? Am I resisting sin? You know, and it's like, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, all that stuff's good. But then there's like, okay, but now go beyond yourself into the community of Christ. Like, where do you fit in there? And and how does God want to use you there? Yeah. I think just
1: in all of this, there's there's some verses that I love from um, First Peter, chapter four, and just as we were talking about this, and I, I just I love this because it it would it made me think about spiritual gifts too when I was studying First Peter, and it's First Peter four seven through eleven, and it says this is Peter talking to the churches in Galatia, um, who were severely persecuted. And he's saying, the end of all things is near. Mm. Therefore, be clear-minded and self-controlled so that you can pray. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling.
0: Each (laughs) one
1: should use whatever gift he has received to serve others. Faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, he should do it as one speaking the very words of God. If anyone serves, he should do it with the strength God provides so that just in, so that in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ to him, be the glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, man, that's it. Those, those five, four or five verses, it's just like, man, the end of all things is near. Do we live like that? Mm-hmm. Do we live like the end of all things is at hand? And this is Peter two thousand years ago writing this, right? <laughs> right. He's like the end of all things is near. Therefore, be clear-minded, self-controlled, so you can pray. Love each other because love covers the multitude of sins. Be hospitable. Use the gift that God has given you to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace. You yeah. know, and like do it in the power which God supplies.
0: Yeah, and that's a you know the first two there you know, clear minded and what was the self-control self-control. Those are personal. Yeah. You know, those are things that, that, that benefit me and are done individually. And then the rest of them are things that have to be done in community. You can't do those things unless you're in community and use those gifts. And, and I think, you know, that, that, uh, I, I love that section there. Like, uh, I, the version that I'm familiar with it says if anybody ministers, which means to serve, yeah. which what your version says, uh, let him do it with the the ability that God supplies. And yeah. yours says strength that God supplies, and that that is so key because I think that's like what you said. A lot of times people stand back from serving and ministering and saying, I'm not good enough, or I'm not strong enough, or I don't have the ability. And it's like, yes, you are so correct. (laughs) And, And if you did have the ability, then you would be glorified. And that's what he goes on to say there is like, no, we minister with the ability that God supplies, because that is the thing that gives glory to God. Yeah. And and that's the design that God has set up. And so you if you wait until you feel like you are, you know, strong enough or able enough to do it, you'll never do it because God hasn't designed us to be that way. He's designed us to serve when we don't feel like we're able, because that's when the Holy Spirit comes in, gives us that power from on high and gives us the gifting to do something we're not able to do. And then who gets the glory? The Lord gets the glory. Amen. So great talk. Um, We'll look for you next week. Uh, Pastor Nate is going to, uh, this next week, be getting into the specific gifts and what they mean. I uh, really encourage you to, to tune in. And I just want to give a word of exhortation to anybody who's listening to this, whether you're part of our church or part of another church, be part of that church. We need you. We need everybody. Let's be 100% <laughs> yeah. and, and let's change the world for Jesus. All right. We'll to catch you next time. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for today's conversation. If you'd like more material from Pastor Nate, you can go to pastornate.com. That's the word pastor, the letter N, and the number 8.com. And for more information about our church, you can connect with us through our website at mountainlife.church. Hope you can join us again next week as we continue the conversation.